Hi, everyone. Welcome to an episode of Half Court and Midrange. We're super excited because the NBA season has started. Uh, it's been a little bit since we've been with you. Uh, we've been Some of us have been out of town. Uh, I've got Ray here with me. What's up, y'all? And uh, we're pleased to have Jeff Swartnevitz as a guest calling in today. Hey, how y'all doing? Glad to have you. Yeah. news probably for two of us two of the three of us is the uh the sixers unfortunate zero and three start um they lost to the wizards and the celtics and then the raptors uh so i think we want to get started there uh jeff my brother um and the uh, second best basketball player in our family uh is down <laughs> aaron's really good huh <laughs> uh, i'll allow you to I'll allow you to contest that, Jeff. No, that's, yeah, you know, you, you've outclassed me with uh, effort and. Uh... <laughs> well, I think. Not all I <laughs> so I'm, for the listeners, I'm four years older than Jeff. I would say till, I, till you were about 13 or 14, I think I was probably undefeated against you. And then since then, I don't know if I've beat you one-on-one. I think it's been a, a, a clean transition to um, dominance by one person than, than by the other person. Does that sound right, Jeff? That's quite accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy what a couple of pounds and, and inches will do. Um, but the, uh, I will say the one game I played with both of y'all, I think it was about it was like four on four or something. I would say Jeff scored the majority of points in that game for either team. <laughs> I believe I I remember that and at, at the good old Dermon Field, Cortland showed up looking good. So yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. Um, that was a good one. Um, well, anyhow, in in terms of other people who are better at basketball, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Uh, Jeff, so Jeff lives in the Greater Philadelphia area. What uh, one? Just tell me your thoughts on the on the Sixers start, Jeff, and what's the vibe down in Philly. So, previous to the season, Philadelphia had a very uh, enthusiastic vibe about the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I would say it's gone downhill rather quickly, as we are known to do as Philly fans. Um, a lot of fire Brett Brown chants have started on our local sports talk radio. Okay. Um, I'm not so disappointed, I would say. Um, but it hasn't been as optimistic as, as we would hope for. Um, the rookie, every, a little, everyone's a little upset with, uh, Mr. Markel Fult. Yeah. He's got a little, he's got, he's playing some head games, huh? It looks that way. Um, silky smooth jump shot in college seems to, uh, have evaporated and, um, seems to have forgot how to do the jump shot. Yeah, and he's not even. Problem. He's not even really so far. Listeners, uh, Marco Feltz, We talked about him before. He was the number one pick. The Sixers traded up to get him. He was uh, known in college for yeah, really being like a really having the smooth jump shot, having good form. He shot it a lot in college. He seemed pretty comfortable. And then 
there's been talk of him having some shoulder injury and he's adjusted his form on his jump shot and his free throw that looks terrible. It just looks like has this awful hitch. It's not kind of smooth or in rhythm at all. Um, and so it, it, one looks bad and two, he hasn't really like he has, I don't think he shot a single three pointer yet. Um, and so that's kind of, that's kind of a concern. What do you, do you think it's a, do you think it's a head thing, Jeff? Do you think it's a shoulder thing? What do you think is going on? Uh, we would like to think here it's a head thing, um, known as our doctors in Philadelphia have been ultra conservative. So I know a lot of us are concerned of why he's on the floor if it is an injury, um, dealing with what we have dealt with in the past, um, with Ben Simmons missing a year and, you know, Joel Embiid and, you know, these guys missing maximum periods of time for what we know to be minor injuries. Um, we're a little, baffled by why he's not not playing i guess you could say um right we hear a lot about this shoulder injury and you know his jump shot now looks you know just god awful um you know i went to the shaquille o'neal free throw school is what a lot of the talk show hosts around here are saying it's not a good um, school you don't want to go to that school it's like a little bit of know. combo of joakim noah in there too Right, right. It's a, it's like a shot put. I mean, that's what most people yeah. around here are describing as a shot put free throw, which is definitely not something you want your free throws to be known for. Actually, kind of looks like Charles. Kind of looks like Charles Barkley's golf swing. <laughs> that's an equivalent that has been uh, said multiple times on radio okay. here. <laughs> what as ugly? There's actually a a uh, section on uh, radio show I listen to is what's as ugly as Markel Fultz's free throw. <laughs> And, uh, Charles Barkley's golf swing has been mentioned on multiple occasions. Nice. So nice. And that is really ugly. So we're we're a little upset. I, we're we're a little confused. I guess just the conservativeness of our doctors. And uh, if he is injured, why why is he playing? I guess is our opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And you think because he is playing, they think he's not that injured, and so that would lead me to think that it is a head thing, which. He's kind of concerning. Um, you also just wonder why, like, if you just decided, oh, I'm going to change my jump shot. That's just, like, a kind of strange thing to do for a guy who had a good jump shot. Um, all these guys with terrible broken jump shots don't even take the time to change their jump shot. But a guy with a good jump shot is like, oh, I'm going to switch it up. Um, so the what we're hearing around here is that he – recently over the off season has been in contact with his old AAU coach um, who decided he needed to change his free throw. Uh-huh. That's, that's the rumor going around talk radio around here. And I can't uh, legitimize that by any means, but that's what everyone's saying. So, okay. I'm not sure if he changed it to be a little more kill O'Neal style or what, but it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty bad. So. Yeah. Well, in better news, in better news, but also somebody who doesn't have a jump shot, uh, our other rookie, uh, Ben Simmons, the other first overall pick rookie, uh, has looked much better than Markel Fultz. Um, I'm kind of sad that Markel Fultz didn't sit out this year to be a rookie when he was older, like all your rookies seem to do. Maybe that's his. Maybe he's. Maybe he's like tempting fate, you know? Ooh, and just like, yeah rookies on the Sixers are not allowed to play and so he's just messing with that you know 
maybe he was given a choice. It was like, you either sit down and you don't play this entire season or else I'm going to make your free throw shot really ugly. And he tempted that. Mm. So there might be some higher things happening here. Yeah, all kinds of mind games. Yeah. Um, but Simmons is here. That's what you've been Simmons waiting for. Simmons is here. 6'10", uh, strong, fast. Australian. Uh, Australian. Uh, can handle the ball. I love how he pushes the tempo. Uh, we're pretty much getting the ball to him and running in like fast break uh, all the time. Or just, yeah, he just gets on the court real fast. Um, he's good at catching the defensive rebound and just like dribbling up the floor. Um, and he's put up some decent stats. Um, yeah. So what do, what do y'all think about what you're seeing from Simmons? What do you think, Jeff? I'm sorry. I got some kids crying in the background. <laughs> got a little, got a little kids. So we'll keep going. We'll keep no, going. It's all good, man. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about how Simmons is playing. Um, he also hasn't. We know his jump shot was a was an issue, um, and he hasn't really tried to take that many jump shots. But he's still been able to get to the basket, uh, even though the teams are playing him like really conservatively. They'll when they when he runs a pick and roll, they'll like go way under, um, which should help them like cut him off to the basket. But he's still been able to get to the basket sometimes. And he's got a lot of assists. You can see he just has this like really natural court vision. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how teams adjust if they can, if they can plan around the fact that he doesn't have a jump shot, um, and like actually stop him from being effective. But so far, he's been fairly effective, especially considering he's just like a rookie point guard. He's only played a couple games most of the time. Rookies struggle, especially point guards. So, um, I'm he's, encouraged. He's by a that. point forward, though. He he is very passionate about just saying that he is a point guard well and actually the way that he is the way that like he is actually playing like a point guard like 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 lebron plays point forward where he doesn't take the ball up every time but simmons basically takes the ball up like every single time he's on the floor yeah but on on espn fantasy basketball he's still listed as i don't know a power forward or something he is listed as a power forward there which is convenient uh but uh, I would say he actually, you know, on offense, he's playing point guard. On defense, he's playing power forward uh, for the most part. There you go. Yeah. So he should be listed as both. Maybe just point guard, power forward. Yeah, I think that. That would be, I wonder if there are any point guard, power forwards. Probably not. No, I, I doubt it. I feel like you have to put the other position. Why do you always have to put all the other positions in between? Like one through, you know what I mean? There's no player yeah. that's like point guard, small forward. Yeah. You should, like yeah you should be like what if you never play the shooting guard yeah. and like somebody like jokic might be able to be like center point guard you know yeah in a way yeah. maybe the positions are just really outdated by now is that what ben simmons is telling us i think that's what vivek ranadai was trying to get us at positionless basketball oh yeah keep one guy down the keep one guy cherry picking uh buddy get buddy down there <laughs> um so jeff what do you think about well, simmons I can say that here in Philly, that's one thing we are very optimistic about. Um, Positionless basketball? And, and the 610 seems to be... Um, I mean, he was staying next to Otto Porter the other night. And uh, Otto Porter is listed at 610. And he definitely had some inches on Otto Porter. Um, yeah, but, I mean, a he's a large dude. man. Um, his court vision is phenomenal. I would say he's a point guard. 
I wouldn't call him a point forward. Um, he seems a natural point guard. Seems to want the ball in his hands. He likes to bring the ball up the court. <laughs> um, probably, I mean, uh, and Magic Johnson is the only thing you can compare him to. Um, but we all in Philadelphia love Mr. Ben Simmons, and his Australian accent is fantastic. Um, I think we would all like to see him be a little more dominant, bring the ball to the basket. Um, he was a favor, a finger roll or a bank shot. And I feel in time he will understand that he is um, much more dominant than these other players in the league, and hopefully will uh, not be so conservative with the way he brings the ball to the hoop. Um, I would like to that. dunk it. You want some more dunks? Oh yeah, exactly what I want. I want him to dunk on people really hard. Dunks. Um, his sister on Twitter. I don't know if you see her, but she's very active. Um, and uh, yeah, she seems to want him to dunk it on people too. So yeah. she just like and, tweets uh, like during the game. Alicia, I believe Alicia or Alicia. Um, so yeah, me and her are in agreement that he should dunk it on people a lot more. Yeah, he does have. Yeah, it is I interesting. I guess you kind of develop. I guess I don't know when he got big, but um, I guess he kind of developed a finesse game and didn't move as much into the power game, but. Yeah, hopefully he realizes kind of how to leverage his his strength and and start like kind of imposing right. himself on folks. Um, He's incredibly finesse, and then hopefully, you know, if he can just develop a twelve to fifteen foot jump shot, I mean that's going to open a lot up for him um, and the team as a whole. Do you think he is going to be able to jump, develop a jump shot, Jeff? He has a nice stroke. I mean, he made the foul line. There's nothing wrong with his stroke. I mean, he has a nice. I've, yeah, I, I really hope he will. I guess I'm not very optimistic. Um, Do you think that he should get he Marco Fultz's <laughs> shooting coach? Well, um, Marco Fultz's. Yeah, I, no, I don't recommend sending him <laughs> to Marco Fultz's AAU coach, which apparently is one of twerk his silky smooth stroke to be this very bent and messed up not sure what's going on stroke but maybe markel i love ben simmons and we love ben simmons in philadelphia i mean it's and it it kind of changed from joel's team to ben's team i would say oh let's not let's slow our roll there (laughs) i'm just saying this is the vibe in philadelphia i'm not Uh, giving you my vibe I'm, st- I'm, yeah, a, I'm, I'm a Joel. I'm on the Joel train. I'm so. sticking with JoJo. But as a whole, I would say in Philly, it's uh, it's it's altered from just over three games. I mean, I guess Philly work work very quick to uh, pass judgment. So yeah. All right. What? Uh, I have a question for the both of you about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Like, what percentage are you like? Like, if the team is somebody's team, like, what percentage are you behind each player? Like, is somebody, like, a 100% Ben Simmons team? Obviously, you both said Joel Embiid, so he's over 50% for both of you. But is it kind of like a 55-45? Yeah, it's way off. (laughs) We want to be a superior contender timing. I mean, I'm I'm looking at, like, 85-15. Yeah. Honestly, This is is Joel. This is... If Joel goes, the team goes, in my opinion. So. I'm 100% JoJo. 
Uh, I'm I'm excited about Simmons too, but he's like Joel. Man, Joel, he's just the best. Like basketball wise, he has the highest potential. If he stays on the floor, if he like works out some uh some of the little you know if he makes some tweaks to his game, if he like cleans it up a little bit, he's gonna be a beast and he can stay on the floor. So there's that end of it, but also just in terms of like his personality, he just he's just the best man. You know. He's just a goofball. He has fun. I will say, to alter that, I did not like his response to reporters the other night. If you which about one? his minute restriction? Oh yeah, when he said it was, he said it was bull. Effing yeah. 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 He's yeah. I think he's. I, I, he's. I think he's trying to just like yeah, advocate for himself a little bit. I mean, it worked. He got to play, like, what, 27 minutes or something, right? I don't think there was ever a, a, a solid minute restriction in play. That's, Maybe. Yeah. I feel it was more, I mean, to be conservative, and he's even admitted he's not in game shape that he would like to be. Um, but I felt if they were in the game, game one, Brett Brown ain't going to sit him. So, yeah. That's kind of my stance, and I just did not like his response to that. Yeah. Um, it kind of it, it, it kind of insults the coach and and the organization. Well, um, after you just got paid 148 million dollars, and uh, you played 31 games in your career, so um, yeah, I, I did not appreciate that at all. I think that's but fair. You, I think that's fair. I think you take the you good and bad. You feel a little different, but I'm just saying that was. I think that was a little uncalled for for what the organization has done for you to yeah. blast them all over our local networks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hear that. I'm not willing to go. I'm not willing to criticize him just yet, but I hear what you're saying. I also really liked his Philly versus everybody shirt that he wore to the game. I also liked yeah. his cornrows, which he has now gotten rid of. Oh. Um. And uh, yeah, he just is a happy. He makes me happy. Joel Embiid makes me happy. I think that's why he's 100%. I'm 100% Joel Embiid. Uh, even if I'm excited about Ben Simmons, too. Yeah. I thought for you, Ray, it just seems like 99% Joel Embiid, maybe 1% TJ McConnell, <laughs> at least in how much you talk about them. <laughs> my Yeah. TJ, yeah, that's more ironical on my TJ <laughs> fascination. Although I appreciate what he does. I appreciate who TJ is. They've been, they have, I don't know if they've been talking about this on the radio, Jeff. The on-off statistics, they're really small, of course, since they've only played three games. But with Embiid on the floor, they're like a solid defensive team. And when he's off the floor, they're just an atrocious defensive team. Um, it's like you can see it. Actually, You could. he's definitely made some good defensive plays, but he's still rounding into shape there. But I think that's the biggest thing for them right now is that how do they have a decent defense if he's not on the floor? Because when he's on the floor, they're, they're, uh, they're pretty awesome, but um, I think if we're actually going to win agree. games, we need to figure out how to, how to do that. And Amir Johnson has not looked very good, so mm, he's kind of I like would be Johnson, on there. Personally. You like Amir? I like Amir Johnson. Yeah. Well, fellas like T.J. McConnell, you're apparently a fan of, which this is my first time hearing of. Um, <laughs> that, that's a that's a problem. It's so. a somewhat yeah. It's a somewhat ironic fanhood. Uh, I think he, yeah, we, we could get into it. Uh, yeah, he is the archetype of a player that I think is interesting. Uh, 
Yeah, we're not good. <laughs> yeah, he's no, just he not very he's not good. good. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not very good at all. So. He's not. He's not very well. Very he does bad. things. He does things. He can. He can he play. He turned a into defense. a player who should not be in the NBA to a player who could be like the twelfth man on the roster, and he's getting way too much playing time. Okay, so first point: LeBron James potentially wanted to trade for him last year. I feel like that puts a feather in his hat. Second point. He plays some defense. He doesn't turn the ball over. He can like just facilitate an offense. Uh, those things make him probably a totally adequate backup point guard in the NBA. Um, he can't shoot. I think that would make him much better if he could shoot. But doing those other things is uh is helpful. So LeBron James wants to trade for players such as Mon Shumpert and J.R. Smith as well. So. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, questionable GM. Questionable. I think we've discussed yeah. that. LeBron before. player is fantastic. Mm-hmm. LeBron the GM. I have some serious questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. You. Uh, well, I don't want to stop the TJ McConnell Sixers talk, but um, any like last words there on the Sixers for me there, y'all? Uh, I will say it's really fun to see JJ Redick. Uh, like in transition, stop on the run and like pull up and nail three. That's a pretty cool. And just like to see him shoot it and be like, wow, this is probably going to go in, even though that's not true. It's not over 50%. But it's like, this is, this really has a good shot of going in, much more so than anybody when they jumped to take a three pointer before had. It's fun to watch a player like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Other than he's JJ Reddick. <laughs> the JJ. worst. Any closing uh, Sixers thoughts, Jeff? Um, I think I'm overall optimistic on the season. I know a lot of our Sixers faithful here are a little overly optimistic. I know a lot of our talk is uh, between fourth and sixth seed. Um, I guess prior to the season, I was hoping just to make the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to take time. You know, it's going to take time for these guys to sink. Uh, ben Simmons, you know, in the third game. Um, Joel Embiid, you know, 34th game, I believe. Um, That's exactly right. But I think I think things are going well. And I expect us to improve throughout the year. Um, hopefully make the playoffs and, you know, give someone a contention. But I expect us to get bounced in the first round. Um, and... Yeah, uh, Philly's excited, and we love the Sixers, and the season tickets and the tickets in general are really expensive, so I don't think I'm going to actually be able to go, but maybe one day. It uh, seems like a fantastic experience. I know the place was rocking the other night, even though we were horrible. So I'm um, looking forward to the season and looking forward to Joel Embiid, and hopefully he gets rid of those cornrows, and you know, we'll go from there. All right, all right. Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the season too. I think, yeah, we're we're gonna win some games here. We're gonna we're gonna be, we're gonna be looking all right. I'm not I'm not too worried about that. I think yeah, just getting the playoffs would be a, a good outcome for the season. So, um, well, next up, uh, speaking of playoffs and <laughs> the outcomes for the season, this is actually nothing to do with that. Uh, but we wanted to highlight something that uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, was talking about on Twitter. And so he went to Sacramento. He's a rookie for Sacramento. 
um and he just came out against in and out burger he was just like yeah in and out burger is overrated and he posted on twitter like a transcript of an interview where he talked about how in and out burger is overrated uh and so we're just wondering kind of like what if you know if anybody else here has a take on in and out burger or just in general uh favorite fast food or or most overrated fast food yeah and we should also say um so De'Aaron Fox is a rookie. Uh, he was the fifth overall pick. Um, and Marco Fultz, who we talked about earlier, also a rookie, the first pick. He has a particular affinity for Chick-fil-A that has also gotten a lot of press. So it seems like among the rookies, fast food is a popular oh. is a popular thing. And while I was looking this up on Twitter, I went to De'Aaron Fox's Twitter, and he it was he's really also really into Dragon Ball Z. And apparently Lonzo Ball is also into Dragon Ball Z, which, yes. like, talk about 2001, like, <laughs> yeah, or even earlier, I think. Like, I, why is everybody into Dragon Ball Z all of a sudden? Yeah. Um, and maybe this just, you know, gets to the fact that these folks were born in, like, 1999 and 1998, and maybe we're just out of touch with um, what they, their world you know maybe yeah what's the problem with dragon ball z <laughs> is that is dragon ball z in now is that a thing no but it was okay yeah, that's what like i'm saying dragon ball z. it's old like okay. what, what so it's retro yeah what is it yeah yeah i was in middle school i used to watch watch dragon ball z shows okay and there was a game on game boy dragon ball z i was a big fan was there there were cards no, I'm, okay. there was cards. I didn't play them. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you do in the Dragon Ball Z video game? I mean, you're like, you're like the guy with the blonde hair and like the mohawk. I don't, I don't, Dragon Ball Z, man. I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I can tell you, I wasn't very good at video games, but I played them. I'm sorry. Nice. Perfect. Uh, I was like right behind Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Pokemon was big time. Pokemon went out of date and Dragon Ball Z came in. They had all the shows. It was nice. Um, I was a big fan of Dragon Ball Z. Were you into Pokemon? Yeah, big time. What was your favorite Pokemon? Oh, probably Squirtle. <laughs> Squirtle. <laughs> nice. I'm glad that you a had a... Thing. I'm glad you had one right off the bat. Because, like, I know a bunch of Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon but... Blue is always my game on the Game Boy. Pokemon Blue, you start with Squirtle. Eventually, it'll turn into Blastoise. <laughs> Got the Ice Beam. <laughs> That's, a pretty, Pokemon. That's a pretty good move. Me and my, my daughter is 11 now. She We play Pokemon Go pretty often. You're pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. That was a big fad, like, last year. And then, like, I feel like it fell off a little bit. But... Yeah, we're still into you're, it. So. You're still into it? So, Jeff, does that mean you'll, like, go to the park and find Pokemon? Yeah, and then we'll fight other people's Pokemon. And we beat their ass. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we'll go find them, and then we'll catch them. And then we'll go to gyms. And then, you know, you just... Well, I teach Trent every day. You know, you just got to beat their ass. Gym steaks? You don't want to be losers. <laughs> what was that? Wait, you go to gyms? Like gym stage? Yeah, well, it's like uh, Pokemon gyms. Oh, the Pokemon gym. Okay, okay. <laughs> the virtual gym. Okay. It's not a real gym. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Jeff and... Their gym, then we beat their ass, and then we're good to go. <laughs> Jeff, I noticed that um, you pronounce Pokemon, like I pronounce Pokemon, 
But I don't know if you were listening to the way that Ray pronounces Pokemon. And previously I'd been thinking like maybe that was just like a Philadelphia thing, the way Ray pronounces Pokemon. But I guess it's not. Did you hear the way he was no, saying No, Ray. Okay, go ahead. Oh, my dad also says Pokemon that way. And he's from Delaware originally. Not that he learned how to say Pokemon when he was growing up in Delaware in the 60s, but because <laughs> they didn't exist. But yeah. Well, Ray might be just like a strange sibling. There's something, something a little off about him with the okay. rest of us. So. Actually, on this he might note, just say things a little different. Jeff, how do you say um, M-A-R-I-O? I was about to ask that. Oh, Mario? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> that's a good upper derby. Yeah. So we say... Why, how do you say it? Well, that's exactly how I say it. But like outside of Philly area, people say it Mario. Yeah. A lot of people say Mario. I think also in the Northeast, like some people in New York will say Mario. Mario. It's not yeah. Mario. Mario is not a person. Mario is the guy. <laughs> I know. That's what I say. But people look at me funny when I say it. Um, I don't know who Mario is, but I don't think that's a person. <laughs> not the guy in the game. I know that. <laughs> Mario. He's uh, Luigi's like best friend. They both plumb the shit out of those pipes. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I anyway, back to fast food. I guess we get an Italian food too. Now that we're in the the uh, Super Mario Brothers world. Uh. But uh. So yeah. What's your what's your favorite fast food, Jeff? I'm not a big fast food guy. I'm a trucker, so I know uh, a lot of us truckers tend to um. I guess for your 15 people that listen, yeah, I drive a truck for a living. Um. So, but I mean, Chick-fil-A is pretty much all that counts. Yeah. Um, in and out Burger, I had, I went to California when I was uh, in 10th grade at in and out Burger with my buddy, Nick Larizza. Um, Do you I mean, it was fun? good, but um, I didn't understand the hype. Um, but I mean, we're going to go Chick-fil-A is, is probably top of the list. Um, yeah. Parties is pretty good. Do you remember at the Granite like, Run Mall how they had the the Chick-fil-A samples all the time? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, well, Grandma used to take us there. That was pretty much the best thing. They just had free samples? Yeah, they had free little nuggets on toothpicks. Oh, yeah. Like it was at the mall? Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. yeah. I think that was like the only Chick-fil-A that I can remember around us. And I just remember thinking... Well, now they're big time. There's a oh, there's bunch, a bunch around of around now. Huh. Okay. Yep. I just remember thinking, well, back how then, yeah, that chicken? was the only one. Yeah. How do they make this chicken so tasty? It seemed like they were cheating, you know? It's delicious. Really I've told my kids that they're the only chicken that's actually chicken. So they've started to get on the Chick-fil-A bandwagon. Okay. It's, it, it took some I told coaxing. them that they're, what they're eating from McDonald's is not chicken. Okay. So, so Jeff, when you're... It worked out pretty well. When you're going on your runs... Do you got do y'all aim for certain spots and to stop and if so does yes. that have anything to do with the yes. food available? Yes, that's exactly that's the only thing it has to do with. Okay. Um so we'll either stop at um there's like a lot of like uh on South Carolina. Um but yeah, normally the family owned type truck stops. Okay. Um that we think use real chicken. Okay. Or real meat in general. 
Um, so we try and stop by them. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're not a big fan of the Wendy's. I mean, Wendy's would be top of the line as opposed to McDonald's or Burger King. But okay. yeah, we're yeah we're pretty big fast food guys. I guess you could say. Okay. And Arby's, Arby's is up there. We like Arby's. Are there are there a couple of spots that you found? So you for for our listeners, so you go on the same run a lot, right? So is, are there a couple of spots? That yeah, you found so we that do Philadelphia to, same... to Orlando, Florida, twice a week. Okay, so are there? Um, so we usually stop by um, exit. This <clears throat> is uh, sixty eight in South Carolina. It's a great American truck stop. Um, it's going to be a little family owned market. These little folks that they make all their own chicken. Um, and outside of there, then we stop. Yeah, I'd say Kenley in North Carolina. Nice. Um, we got a little Kenley, so. Nice. Yeah, we don't do. We try not to do the fast food joints. I mean, honestly, in a truck, you want to try and keep your uh, system regulated. Stuff yeah. that you know. Um, you know, you don't want to have to use the restroom in the middle yeah. of nowhere. You want to keep so. your digestion working right. Yeah. That's correct. That's yeah. right. I ate a lot of cheese and uh, soprasat, a little prosciutto. Nice. Apparently, according to Italians, we say all that wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's. Uh, are you are you Italian, Corlin? No, no. Um, I think I have Dutch and English heritage, so you know, waffles probably yeah. are big in there for Dutch people, and the English aren't known for their food for sure. Um, Not enough for their smoked meat. We do a lot of smoked meat. Oh yeah, smoked meat. I do. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of charcuterie. You know, any any of those. Yeah, that's what we do. We do a lot of charcuterie in the truck. All right, and that and you find that helps keep your system kind of regulated. Maybe eat it every week. Yeah. Oh okay. All right. I you guess know, that instead makes of having sense. to stop, you know, we eat, you know some nice meat and some nice cheese, little crackers. You've been like de- dehydrating Maybe a little spicy some. Brown. You've been dehydrating some beef, right? Doing some jerky? Oh, I'm a big fan of making my own beef jerky. Nice. Big fan. Nice. So actually, I got I got my hold on some venison from a gentleman that works at UPS that uh, you know, hunts deer. So he he got me on some venison. Oh, fantastic. Nice. That. Nice. So you made some jerky yeah, out of it? Thanks, yeah, I did. It was phenomenal. Nice. Whew. Nice. So those deer. Not great for uh, on the road, but man, they they're delicious. <laughs> yeah. I, have you have have you hit a deer in your truck? Yeah, I have. Do they yeah, just they I just fly off it, right? Yeah, it will do some damage, but yeah, I mean the deer loses in the battle. Do but, you have to you know. stop or anything? Yeah, I mean, so I hit one with my mentor up in uh, upstate New York by the Adirondack Mountains, actually very close to uh, Lake Saranac. Mm-hmm up uh northern new york and um yeah it does some damage to the truck i mean it broke a bulb and then you know a couple of, you know a headlight you know we had to replace the headlight fixture um but yeah apparently you can't eat the ones you hit because i'm not sure but apparently you're not i don't know their meat gets bad i don't know oh that's interesting that's generally been my strategy as well, but I do have like friends uh, that I know that have not eaten ones they've hit, but ones that they've found that have been hit recently, which I thought was a little weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's not. Sure. A, I think it's well, not I was advised. told you're not supposed to. Is there internal organs rupture? Is what I was told. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's probably. I wanted good, to these are bring also, it. I wanted to strap it on the back of the truck and bring it home, but I was told that's not a good idea. So you're probably um, doing a good job of avoiding a lot of sort of foodborne illness by doing it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. the people that we're talking about also um, might do things like go into dumpsters to get food, which we're not. I'm not judging that at all. I'm just saying they probably have like different ideas about uh, food uh, sanitation. Yeah, healthy food consumption. Yeah, yeah, which I, which I think is great. I think it's great. It also reminds me when we were in Idaho, we talked to a guy named Cliff, who I think a moose got hit on the side of the road, and he, um, he, it was like I guess it was like a safety hazard, and see, he ultimately got it out of the road, and then he ended up like cooking it. Um, but it's like this, it's like a big deal. Maybe you can't hunt moose or something. Um, and like the police came, he had this big thing. Like the police came after him. There was like this lawsuit, um, but he actually was like allowed to do it. Apparently, he won. Yeah, I think you just call for like a roadkill license. Yeah, and he had this like huge party. It was basically like he wasn't making any money off. He just had a huge party. Like, hey, we're gonna smoke a bunch of moose. Uh, so yeah, these are the types of things that happen in Idaho. So shout out to Idaho. Moose sounds fantastic. Yeah, I think I had a moose burger. I don't remember it tasting that different. I'm. I think it's probably pretty gamey. It's probably like, it's probably like deer. They should be fattier. I think. I think de- deer should probably be more like lean. But uh, deer's pretty delicious. Yeah. Um. Well, fast food restaurants don't have. So we've got. So it sounds like Jeff, your official vote is for Chick Fil A, even though you try to avoid, avoid uh fast food. Yeah, I don't. I don't enjoy fast food. I mean, my children love McDonald's, although I hate McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in my opinion, we're going Chick-fil-A. I like Hardee's and Carl's Jr. They're pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Arby's is a big top for me. But, I mean, like Burger King and McDonald's are at the bottom of the chain. I'm, I'm just can't out. do it. Out on them. And I'm out. And my father, oh, your father, he's your dad, too. Um, yeah, he loves the Whopper. Okay. He's a big fan of the Whopper. Okay. Is that a new thing? The Whopper? No. <laughs> dad's dad's uh, appreciation for it. No. Okay. No. Huh. That's no, not a new thing. Okay. And the Whopper has been around for a while as well. Well, I, yeah. And, thank, um... thank you, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, Dad loves the Whopper. Well, I am also... I don't know why... But he loves it. Good, good. Uh, I am also going to put in my vote for Chick-fil-A. Uh, pretty much the only fast food restaurant that I have like a strong preference for. I will say I was recently driving a lot, and I like probably waited two hours longer to stop for food, hoping to get a Chick-fil-A. I even passed a ro- like a strip of highway that was sponsored by Chick-fil-A you know, like to keep it clean or whatever. And so it's like, surely there's a Chick-fil-A coming up <laughs> and there's no Chick-fil-A. That's kind of cruel of them yeah. to sponsor a non-Chick-fil-A stretch of highway. I know it was really, really busted. Um, and I might've got off. Yeah. And then freaking, I got it. This is a random, I got off an exit and it said there was a Chipotle and I was like, well, that's pretty good. So I'll get off here and I get off the exit 
And the science is like 15 miles, Chipotle. This was between Flagstaff <laughs> and Phoenix. And it's like, this is ridiculous. There shouldn't be a highway sign for that. Yeah, you can't That's drive true. 15 miles yeah. off the highway to go get something. So I just kept going straight um, and uh, didn't find Chick-fil-A. So, but I had some decent Mexican food. So, but yeah, my vote is for Chick-fil-A. I'm also going to put a shout out to uh, Raisin Cane's. Um, I think a good, you know, on Sundays, that's a good Chick-fil-A substitute. Uh, I think their fries are definitely worse than Chick-fil-A. Also, Chick-fil-A is like good milkshakes. Their tea is good. Waffle fries are really good. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. You mind if I put in a vote that Zaxby's, you Southerners like, is fucking horrible? <laughs> oh shit! So nice, <laughs> um, I don't. I'm probably only eating like once this. or twice. No, it's cool. Zaxby's, uh, stop. Are you guys gonna edit this? Well, Zaxby's no, is horrible. Zaxby's, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll put both. We went out of there. our way to find a Zaxby's once with all the signs on the highway, and man, was I disappointed. I'm not sure I've ever but, been to a Zaxby's. I'm confusing it's not with, good. Um, don't go. There's the other. Uh, I'm confusing it with probably Crystal. I, I've probably been to a Zaxby's, but um, Crystal they is suck. like definitely fresh. Don't waste China. your time. Crystal is the Crystal. Yeah, burgers. I know Crystal. Crystal's all right, but yeah. Oh yeah, Crystal. Has we went way out of our way to go to a Zaxby's, and yeah, it was bad. Yeah. In Jacksonville, Florida, by the way. Mm. If they want to know which one sucked, it was the one in Jacksonville. <laughs> I've, I've been through Jacksonville. Yeah. What about you, Court? What's your favorite fast food? Oh, man. That's a complicated question. So I will note that De'Aaron Fox, in his like takedown of In-N-Out Burger, said that his he likes Chick-fil-A, but he can't count Chick-fil-A as fast food because it's too good to be fast food. So there's just that. Um, sounds like. <clears throat> Chick-fil-A was the most recent fast food restaurant that I went to, um, and I enjoy their food. I think they do a really good job of their food. Uh, I do like that they they try to be nice to people in the restaurant. Yes, um, especially in the South. Yeah, so I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I know that you know we could get into a bigger political discussion about Chick-fil-A and their owners and stuff, but that's probably neither here nor there in the uh, context of a fast food segment on a podcast about basketball. Um, the one glaring omission that I think you guys never, you didn't mention this restaurant at all, is Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the fast oh, food that I've consumed the most in my life. Um, it's It was probably less of like an actual need for sustenance, but some sort of like, bizarre charlottesville is not exactly suburban but it's kind of like a small like liberal college town like and maybe just like bizarre like need for like i don't know just like it's just like a, a, a bizarre consumption of american culture that happened like among our high school friends or something we're like oh yeah like taco bell like we're all in for the radical dorito tacos or whatever they didn't have those when we were in high school i've not eaten one of those but they have, it's just like a really, an American phenomenon that it's, it's both like good and bad at the same time in my mind. Yeah. I will say that late night Taco Bell is like surprisingly high quality. I don't know. Just like the temperature and everything. It's just, yeah. I've also heard that if you have a friend uh, that is vegan yes. or if you are vegan yourself, Taco Bell has the best vegan options. 
Uh, I've not like confirmed that for myself, but I've just, I, that's a thing that I've, I've often heard about Taco yeah. Bell. And that feels like a good, a good little space to have in the fast food market, vegan friendly. So like in the terrible, like corporate, you know, world that is like fast food, like Taco Bell somehow seems like ironic and funny and McDonald's just seems like corporate and evil in my mind. And I don't think yeah. that's probably fair to McDonald's or Taco Bell. Like, I think they're probably both like bad. But somehow Taco Bell has like uh, transcended that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, like I think on on road trips, like Subway is somewhere that I'll stop. Mm. It's really disappointing. But like yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, they have spinach, and like a lot of times when you're like eating on the road, you're like, man, I just need like oh, some spinach gosh. or something. Subway. <laughs> It's not good. I agree with you. It's it's actually pretty bad, but it's very disappointing to me, Cortland. <laughs> but the yeah. idea of that it's like gonna be like some sort of amount of vegetables in there versus the other things are just like bread and meat. Yeah, I think I'm both like think Subway is just a bread at Subway, especially compared to like good like rolls in the Northeast. It's just so not good. But I think I also resort to Subway for lunch sometimes because it's just like $6 for a sandwich and I can get a bunch of vegetables on it. That's really like, but yeah, it's not exciting. And they're not that know. good vegetables, yeah. sadly. Yeah. But... Still out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, In-N-Out the Burger. bread I agree with. They have Subway's decent bread. Well, you said but decent bread? Man's perspective. Did you yeah, say Subway's bread is decent? Oh, uh, I think compared to like the nice like Italian rolls. Oh well, it's oh well then it sucks if you yeah. compare it to that. But but even I just you're comparing yeah. it to you guys in the South down there that have trouble making bread for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Your it's bread the is humidity. not very good. The humidity just really messes up the dough. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not apparently, a... with the water, they 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 explained it to me. The water, something with the water, just I, I don't get it, but yeah. it's just not good. I think it also might be the the kind of craft of the uh, the different folks who have a passion for making bread in the Northeast that might not just be, you know, down here as much, or might not have brought their kind of trade down here. So, and I guess there's yeah. different kinds of bread. Like po' boy bread is good and different. Um, I don't like it as much as Italian rolls, but. French bread is still good. Yeah. Belgard makes some good bread down here. But down there. That's all. They do. It's some, a different... Some went wrong in the process. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. Um, all right, well... Not that process. Cool. Well, Jeff, uh, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get you back on sometime, check in on how the Sixers are doing, what the, what the Philly vibe is, but... Uh, yeah, man, take it easy. Yeah, man, once the season progresses a little bit, we'll check back in with you, see how. Ho- hopefully like they'll be doing well. Hopefully hopefully it'll be a little more optimistic here in Philadelphia. Yeah, man, thanks for being on. All right, thank you, guys. Well, have a good night, all right? Have a good one. Now we are going to get to talking about Pelicans. They have had a disappointing start. They've lost their first two games. Um at least they've played two good teams. They played the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you think about the Pelican season so far? 
Man, first I have to talk about that Warriors game. So my work is right next to the Pelican Stadium, and I was leaving work on Friday, and I passed this family. It was like uh, they had like three boys that were maybe like 10 years old, and they were all wearing uh, matching Stephen Curry like shirt jerseys, you know? (laughs) And one of them had like the blue, and one of them had the white, and one of them had like the alternate yellow. And they were all talking about guava juice and the merits of guava juice. And this one kid was like, guava juice is lit. And that was just like, oh, man, Warriors fans are the worst. (laughs) Nothing against guava juice. Yeah, guava juice is probably good. It's just like, don't talk about guava juice while you're like going to a basketball game. Also, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe you can call things lit non-ironically. Hmm. It just seemed like it was weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that yeah, they did lose to the Warriors. The Warriors are a good team. It seemed like they were winning for a while, actually, in that game. They were, which is something. Um, and the Warriors, I guess, aren't playing that well either. Um, but yeah, it seems like all of the worst things that we could have expected about the Pelicans is happening. Davis and Boogie are playing well. Everybody else is pretty horrible. Their bench is woeful. I think we were just looking at the box score in the one game that had fewer than 10 points total from their bench. That is not a recipe for success. Yeah. Um, You need, like, at least one guy that can kind of do something. And maybe that guy is yet to emerge. Like, it's hard to be worse than they were, I think, in these past. Yes. Plus, they're signing Jameer Nelson. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think it's it's tough about the Pelicans is it seems like... Their go-to move is always, like, bring in this veteran guy. Uh, at least Jameer Nelson, in theory, like, can shoot a little bit. So, like, he's, like, in theory more of a fit. But, yeah, they have yeah. they have bizarre signs. Like, they're like, let's bring in Jameer Nelson. Let's bring in Ray John Rondo. Let's bring in Tony Allen. Let's bring in Kendrick Perkins. Remember when they had him for a while? Oh, yeah. No, that was <laughs> bad. They're like, it's kind of fun. But it's guys that are, you know, will be, will not mince words here and will say slightly past their prime. (laughs) Jameer Nelson, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you feel like when you're going to the Jameer Nelson hand this early, it's not a good sign for your team. Um, Also, guys that are past their prime that are, that weren't, you know, their prime was like mediocre as well. (laughs) Yeah. Jameer, yeah. Jameer was probably like an average ish point guard. He was actually on that magic team he was pretty nice yeah he had some good seasons right but um yeah he's a, he's a solid player but definitely yeah nothing uh nothing to write on. i mean sometimes those guys become even better than the guys like i think i'd rather have a 33 year old jameer nelson than a 33 year old Derek rose they yeah sort of know how to they know how to like their game is more tailored to be like a more complimentary piece than a right they know player. that they're not supposed to be the star yeah where yeah, Derek Rose and those types, they still shoot way too much and they're inefficient and don't really know that they should shoot less. Sadly for him, or good for he also has retained the sort of injury proneness. So Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But yeah, the Pelicans, it's like kind of what we said in the the preview. It's unfortunate. I think I have the over still in our little, you know, bet between yeah. us. So far, not looking good. But early on, uh, I think Etwan Moore played okay the one game. If he can shoot all right, like, honestly, I think he's one of the more key. I think Drew Holiday is going to be fine. 
if more can be solid, I think that like actually helps them have a like more sensible starting four. Um, I think Darius Miller's bad. It's it's always hard when you talk about a starting four instead yes. of a starting five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you gotta you gotta start somewhere, you know. Oh uh, man, I just had a flashback to my soccer game today. Were you playing a man short? We were playing against a team that was that. So we started out. It was just five on five, uh, because the other team had exactly the amount of players to play, and we had an we had a guy sub. And then uh, they went up one goal, and then one of their players got hurt, and she had Mm -hmm. to leave the game. And so we were playing five on four, Mm -hmm. and we went up five to one. And she didn't come back in the game at all. She was still hurt, and we ended up tying them five to five. Oh my gosh! Wow. It was incredible greg siever really blew it (laughs) actually greg if you're listening sorry i didn't you know i know you already felt bad about that (laughs) it wasn't his fault at all he just you know gets he he probably feels worse about it than i did i was like well that stinks but i think he was kind of upset yeah anyway five on five on five five on four the pelicans didn't tie anybody that had fewer players than them yet so that's a good sign yeah have has there been any game in the NBA where somebody only had four people on the court? I don't think so. I think in some of those like Knicks Heat series where they got in those huge fights, there was probably games where there was only like six to eight players available. Do you remember those? Uh, yeah. Or like Jeff Van Gundy was like holding onto Alonzo Mourning's shoe. <laughs> so I so I feel like it would have been possible in those types of games where yeah. you get some foul outs and some injuries. I remember there was a clippers game where the clippers had just traded a bunch of people oh yeah and then chris came and got hurt or something and was like laying on the bench and literally or no somebody fouled out and was able to go back in because they he was somebody was hurt on the bench and then they only had five people and then the person fouled out and they went back in the game and the rule there was once they got a foul beyond six it was a technical foul and the team got the ball back every time they fouled okay so it kind of stinks to have man. them on there, but, but can you just but can you just choose that? You probably just you can only choose that if you need that player. Yes, if you would choose that, like if it was LeBron, somebody maybe like LeBron James fouls out, you would have to say we're not going to sub anybody else okay. in for the rest of the game, basically. So like, okay, so that could make sense in like the final two minutes or something. Yeah, I think you also have to like real like it has to be real. You can't yeah, say that like oh, be. and all these guys on the bench suddenly got hurt too. Like unless you're the Sixers, I don't think anybody would believe you. you give them all like <laughs> some like pills so they get like diarrhea or something, you know, they're all sick. Sorry. Maybe in the plot of some sports movie this would yeah. be what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> um so so yeah, that's probably a good transition back to the Pelicans. Everybody getting diarrhea. Um, so yeah, not fast, looking too we got good. The fast food and the Pelicans diarrhea. Not looking too good for the cans. Uh, I guess I guess the the bright signs are that Davis and Boogie are playing well. So maybe that they can figure out a style uh, where they just kind of pound and beat up on folks. Um, nobody can really match up with their size. Um, so if they can figure out how to make it work and the complimentary players can fit around them well enough, then uh, maybe they can win a couple more games. But not looking too good right now for the Cans. Yeah. That, so I went to the like pre-season party in Lafayette Square, and uh, I got there kind of late, and I'd missed all the players talking about it, but Gentry was still talking, and he was saying, like, we don't want to play small ball. We're going to pound it inside. So... Uh, I props to him for going with what you know the players you have. 
but it was also kind of like you're like really you don't want to do the thing that works well for a lot of teams mm-hmm. i mean you don't really have a choice when you have two big guys i guess yeah and, and not a lot of depth yeah yeah um so yeah i guess we'll have to i guess we'll have to catch a game soon see it for ourselves yeah person. it looked like tickets as usual were pretty affordable unless they were playing against um the cavaliers or the warriors i think they yeah. play the cavaliers pretty soon here though mm. but yeah we'll we'll dear dear listeners we will go and attend in person and let yeah. you know what the vibe yeah. is all right now we got some quick hits um the suns started out uh, particularly poorly they lost their first three games two of those games they lost by over 40 points they've given up lots of points in every game uh this is caused some embarrassment uh people have been making fun of them over the interwebs and it's now commonplace to people to for people to have some moral uh take some moral stance against teams that play particularly poorly in the nba potentially that are not trying that hard to win which is what the suns are doing right now um their best player tweeted today i don't want to be here uh he didn't say necessarily he didn't want to be on the Suns, so I suppose there's some room for interpretation. Was he it playing a road a game co- at the time? He could have been in a coffee shop that was a little too hip for him. Maybe yeah. he didn't want to be there. Maybe he didn't want to be on Twitter. Maybe he didn't want to be in the airport that he was in. Yeah, it could be any number of places. But he probably just doesn't want to be on the Phoenix Suns because they're terrible. That's prob- Yeah, I mean, that's the most likely. <laughs> yes, and his name's Eric Bledsoe. I don't know if I said his name. Um so they fired their coach, Earl Watson, after three games. I think that's unfair. Because if you look on the internet, you can see a gif of all the players. When somebody gets a defensive rebound, all the players start running at the exact same time. Yeah, that's How could you possibly all start running at the exact same time unless you had a great coach? I think that's a great point. Checkmate. It is beautiful. If you have not seen this, uh, just go Google it. Uh, it is beautiful. It's like it, a dance. It trans it, it transcended just basketball fans. Like people yeah. that were on you know, don't like basketball, you could still and I don't know why you would still be listening to this this podcast at this hour <laughs> if you don't, but if you don't like basketball, it's still like an amazing thing to watch. Like they grab the ball and like it's like a video game or like I don't know, like a flock of birds. Yeah. And they all just take the same step yeah. together down the court. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. Maybe we should do some kind of reenactment of it, you know? It looked like somebody was making... It was a dance in a basketball musical. Teamwork. It, yeah, pretty much. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's uh, that's some news. That's Yeah, I think it's also unfair. He has a... They know the team is bad. They have a bunch of bad players. They have a bunch of young players like Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender that they drafted, understanding they weren't ready to play. Um so they knew they were going to take their lumps. I guess there's some, I guess there's something particularly bad about getting, like, beat by almost fifty points twice in the first three games, um, and just being like embarrassed or feeling compelled to do something. Um, but yeah, Earl Watson was given a bunch of bad players to coach, so uh, and giving him three games doesn't seem quite. Yeah, quite three fair. games is a weird amount. Yeah, um, it's like at least give him like ten games, right? Yeah, yeah. Give him a, give him a little bit of time because yeah, you might it might be the jitters, you know. They yeah, be, they could be coming into it. They might win a game or two up here. Yeah, or you know, I don't know. 
Wow. I suppose the organization just saves face and saying, yeah, we care about winning. That's why we fired this guy. I guess that's the point of this. Or maybe they have somebody that they, I can't imagine they're bringing in some, some Brent no. Brown style, like coach that yeah. is, and their tries owner, to lose. Their but. owner is like super cheap and uh, notoriously cheap. He's like sold away draft picks and done all of these things that like teams that were just trying to win probably wouldn't do. Um, so, um, in other news, we, uh, how about an update on some Serbian players? Uh, so we also had a not only did we have a request to talk about fast food uh, and Ben Simmons it was my brother's birthday on Saturday happy birthday to him I guess that was yesterday also my brother's birthday who was just on was this week too so happy birthday Jeff we should have said that while you're on the oh yeah happy happy birthday Jeff sorry that we did it after the uh, show (laughs) (laughs) we're jerks (laughs) Um, but yeah he wanted to talk about those things and then he also wanted to talk about uh Milos Teodosic I hope I'm saying that some somewhat right I'm glad you said it um I might be totally screwing it up but anyway he uh was a point guard played in European leagues uh and then came over to the NBA as a rookie but he's like in his 30s right he smokes cigarettes uh he does I assume yeah, he, that's the word on the street. Yeah, I assume he does. He's European. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of jokes about him like smoking at halftime or like on the bench. He's so literally smoking on the bench. But. Um, and so he, he, Patrick, wanted an update about him. Unfortunately, right after we talked about that, the game he was playing against the Clipper, or that he is on the Clippers. Sorry, the game the Clippers were playing against the Suns, which they won by a lot. Uh, he was injured in that and injured his plantar fascia, which I know plantar fasciitis is a bad injury to have. Yeah, it kind of lingers. Yeah. And he was carried off the floor. Yeah. So. And so they said out indefinitely. So maybe they're hoping that he could come back later in the season, but it seems like a very long time at the least. Yeah. He had some assists and stuff beforehand. Yeah. He wasn't, it wasn't like a super highlight reel before. Yeah. He, he would do these silly like underhand passes, and he was a fun player to watch. Yeah. I caught a lot of him in the um, Olympics when he – uh, was playing with the Serbian national team and he definitely gave some people some, you know, a run for their money as the leader of that team. Giving them the business. Which had a bunch of exciting players on there. Uh, yeah. Jokic, Nurkic, um, who else is one of the uh, Bogdanovic's, but I'm not sure which one. One of them Serbian. <laughs> Maybe the one on the, the one that one just came over to the Kings. I think uh, it's, Bo- is that Bogdan? I think it's Bogdan Bogdanovich is the <laughs> is the yeah. Serbian. Yeah. But anyway, Brogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of our up. I mean, sorry that he got hurt. I yeah. was excited to you know watch some of him this yeah. season and hope that he makes a recovery so we can see more of those crazy passes and maybe he did a, get a nice payday. So it's not uh. You know, uh, I guess on that note, shout out to Gordon Hayward. He, yeah. Uh, I guess there's been a, I guess there's been a couple injuries. Uh, but yeah, don't Google this. Gordon Hayward kind of had his ankle really broke his ankle and his dislocated his ankle and broke his tibia, and his foot was pointed in the wrong direction uh, right at the start of his season. He just signed with the Celtics, uh, so that was pretty gruesome and a bummer. Yeah, uh, it's weird when you see somebody's foot going the wrong direction. It's um, shout out to doctors who have to like look, you know, orthopedic surgeons or emergency room orth- orthopedic surgeons. I guess by that point, they probably have put it the right direction by the time they see them. 
Yeah. But they probably have to like twist it around some to see if it's still Actually, like, that's a messed good question. Up. I wonder how long they've left it. Turned because it I on, imagine right? even just like Oh yeah, you probably don't want to move it at yeah, all. Yeah, cuz cuz I think the biggest thing is like the tendon damage. Like the bones heal. Right. It's more like You want to move the bones back but keep the tendons from getting cut up yeah. while you do that. Yeah. And then like, fix the ones that are messed up. Yeah. So you wonder how long he kept it like that. But you also have to fix it because, like, blood vessels, you want to make sure they're still going to the foot. Right. That's I don't true. know. We'll have to have one of our many um, true. medical professional friends in as a guest. Uh, they kept my elbow dislocated for, what, like six hours? But, <laughs> but that was just because they took a long time to get a doctor who would set it. Yeah. They, they also that x-ray tech was not your friend yeah, yeah. um ray yeah. dislocated at his elbow playing basketball once and uh i joined him uh, at the emergency room with some of his personal items because he had been playing i don't think he even had a shirt maybe he had a shirt they cut off my shirt oh okay yeah i think <laughs> i did i did go there with a shirt on. i think they cut it off you but you had gone over to the basketball court and you only had your like car keys i think and so you didn't have your wallet and yeah we were thinking maybe because this is america and you need your insurance card to, before they put your elbow back together yeah. that i should bring over your insurance card yeah that was kind i think it didn't actually matter i think they could use the internet to look it up in some way but yeah. i think it helped and then of course like you know it's pretty boring at the emergency room when you know yeah if nothing totally terrible is happening yeah to you which obviously it's a very scary place most of the time but yeah um there's a lot of waiting in hospital situations yeah yeah and there's a lot of like different um because <clears throat> because of the way hospitals are segmented there's like different people that come and see you and like the way billing works is really weird too this is probably getting far too into it but like the orthopedic doctors had to come but then also the emergency room doctors had to yeah. come and like it just was, like all these people come in it was a mess i got there right before a shift change so i talked to like all these people and then i had to talk to all these people and say the same thing again and of course referring to they so they x-rayed my elbow when it was just it was like clearly dislocated right and i get they have to x-ray to like see it i don't know figure out how they're gonna fix it but like they took a bunch of x-rays and they're like all right we're done and then the guy came he's like do you need more anesthesia or whatever i was like he's like we're gonna pump you up before we actually set it but like, do you want any more now? I was like, well, if we're done the x-rays or whatever, no, that's cool. And then like, immediately the x-ray tech comes back. He's like, I got more x-rays to take. And they're like twerking my elbow in all these different directions. And it's like so painful. Oh gosh. Yeah. The, and it's the guy the who was the anesthesiologist or maybe just like the doctor who was going to give you the, you know, the painkillers was just like, had no idea they were going to come do more x-rays. He was like, oh no, they're not going to come back. Like, <laughs> yeah not fun so don't dislocate your elbow but yeah um don't yeah don't land weird on your foot like gordon hayward yeah definitely don't do that that, that would be way worse dislocating your elbow. yeah i basically had my arm functioning back in like a month um cool y'all well i think that's i think did we want to cover anything else today court no i mean i mean it works it's fun we've been you know talking some this off season and it's fun for there to actually be games yes. happening and to be watching them and it is really exciting i'm glad to have um something to distract myself with and uh i think basketball serves as an excellent distraction 
Uh, we, yeah. d- we would like to thank our listeners who have been um, listening for so long uh, and give a special shout out to Ben Foss. Ben, I don't, does he, does he, do you think he cares if we say his last name yeah, on here? Ben yeah. Foster. Uh, I guess it's in his iTunes username anyway. Yeah. But uh, he said, shout out, they shout out their listeners a lot and give us five stars. He was the first person who reviewed us on iTunes thank and you, we thank him for that. Uh, and then while we were checking that, uh, we saw that Charles Anderson had also reviewed us and uh, said a bunch of nice things and also gave us five stars. So um, we do like to shout out the listeners and, it, uh, and, you know, it's nice to see that people enjoy uh, listening yeah. to this. And it was also nice uh, that Jeff said, you know, he has a lot of time uh, on the road and, it, you know, if we can make that uh, somewhat more bearable in some way, it's yeah. nice uh, to hear that people listen to us. Thank you all for listening. And if y'all uh, like to leave a review, we'll shout you out as well. And we'd appreciate it. Yeah. So it's been a good one. Uh, thanks to Jeff for calling in, of course. And uh, thanks for being here with me, Ray. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs>